0: Spirit. Spirit hey. Don't you know your brother's Spirit. hungry? Don't you know your sisters lonely? Don't you know there's baby's crying? Don't you know your brother's dying?
1: Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Glenda Jones and Ms. Zawadi Powell. How are you ladies doing this evening?
2: Awesome. Super good, but mm-hmm. I'll get better.
1: Of course. Always getting better. Always, always getting always. better. Uh, how's life been going for you all?
2: It's wonderfully marvelous, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I mean, in real life, I'm healing, I'm in a process of healing, so yeah, it's um, some days are good and some days are better,
1: hmm. yeah, in real life, as opposed to play, play, life.
2: right, <laughs> as opposed to let me say what's good for my podcast, yeah, yeah. just be honest and transparent. Yeah, that's it's good. a challenging time. Um, however, I'm taking it a day at a time and. Doing what I can to help me on my journey. Mm -hmm. Some people may know my mom transitioned. Right. Mm -hmm. right. A little more than two months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a process. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: I think healing is a constant
0: process too. And sometimes, I mean, I can't imagine the pain of losing your mother. Um, But I think that sometimes um, these types of experiences um, push us into a deeper level of healing and um and some you know important things will emerge and i th- i'm i'm praying that that facilitates your connection with your mother as an ancestor um and and makes you even more powerful and more beautiful um so that we can all um, partake of your energy thank
1: you right.
2: So, right. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that i definitely appreciate
1: that yeah it kind of ties into our death and dying conversation. We were talking about spirit and being able to tap into spirit in that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure we'll spend more time talking about those kind of things moving forward. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, I mean, I think about some of the things I said mm-hmm. in the death and dying conversation. Mm-hmm. And then shortly afterwards, I had to live what I said. Hey. And um it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Uh, but a lot of things aren't, and you know, if we if we live long enough, we all will. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, have to see our parents transition. Yes. yes. So it's something we all will go through, um, if we live long enough. And then, if not, we're going to go through it at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it gave me a, an understanding of that and allowed me to use my gift as a death doula.
3: Right, mm-hmm.
2: while being a daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was an interesting process. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: interesting, all in divine order, you know. And even sometimes it's hard, you know, to focus on that when we're feeling all of these um, complex emotions. Um, but I, you know, you mentioned before, you know, you you said it before that you believe everything happens for a reason, and um, and I think that when when we when we think about the topic for today. <laughs> i think that that is sort of a good segue um in terms of like intuition and um like connecting with the messages the signs the experiences that lead us into ancestral connection Mm -hmm. um these these events that happen that cause us so much pain you know the loss of a parent you know um being having a head injury you know that causes pain you know um, losing a job or losing a spouse or a divorce or, you know, custody issues, you know, all these things that we're dealing with in this modern day at, at various levels of pain, all of those sometimes lead to specific spiritual experiences that then develop us on one level or another, sometimes against our will and sometimes mm-hmm. unpleasantly. But seems to be, you know, eventually understood to be in divine order.
3: Right. hmm Yeah.
2: I I feel that they only do that if that's what you want them to do. Um. I definitely hear what you're saying, and I do agree, Zawadi. Right. Because I it's perspective as well. I. Well, I don't believe that every person is emotionally, spiritually, or otherwise ready to see the transition, which we call death, as an opportunity to grow.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
2: in this society, we are kind of tied to our suffering and the pain. And so it can't, it's, it's, I don't believe that's everyone's experience, but when we, um, so if we claim to be on a spiritual path and working to be our best self, who, um, Who we came here to be then it will cause you to look at the situation in a way that you may not if that's not what your desire is Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: so Mm -hmm.
2: then depending upon
0: what your lens is or what your philosophy is or what your way of processing things is you may not see it as an evolutionary um, opportunity but the change is inevitable and how you transform and change also takes you on a journey Mm -hmm. either up or down side or side
2: you know absolutely something's gonna happen (laughs) it is definitely a change i tell people i'm never gonna be it's not like i'm gonna get back to myself Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be ever be what i used to be Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. not going to be the case i came from her Mm -hmm. part of me is now in the spirit realm Mm -hmm. that wasn't before Mm -hmm. and even in this life my life is going to be different. It's never going to be what it was before. I need to find my new normal. Mm -hmm. And that's Um, just real. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and be
1: okay with that. Yes. Yeah. We just, um, this past weekend, I was um, in Miami with my family and we had uh, my parents who are both still alive and I have two siblings, my brother and my sister. I'm the oldest. And we had a, a talk about end of life and and all the details of what should happen um, should anybody uh, transition on when that when that actually happens. And uh, it was a very interesting conversation, and you know, it was emotional um, in some respects. And for me, I I believe I have a way of thinking and living my life deliberately, uh, where one of my, my favorite, favorite sayings is that, you know, um, there are 86,400 seconds in every day, and my goal is to not yeah. waste any of them, to live life fully, to really mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. life fully. But, in, and in doing that, when that time comes, if I've been living my life fully, then it may be sad, but it won't be something that will take me out. Living
0: right. my life, living mm. my life, mm. living my life like it's go Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to.
1: <laughs> Jill Scott, You're yeah. To Jill. I
0: want. I was gonna make them my ringtone because mm. I think that is so important. Like to acknowledge that this is such an adventure that we're on. That we're a spirit inside of a physical body, and that mm-hmm. every sentiment, every element, every emotion, every experience we have lends itself to the the building of our spirit or the, the you know, the chiseling, the shaping of, of ourselves as a spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, it's it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to do what you just mentioned. Right. You know, to to live it golden, you know, every single moment of every single day. Um, but but the, it's, but the it's, more we make
1: a conscious effort to right. to do that then it's like chiseling, chiseling away every single day mm-hmm. until it just becomes the norm of what we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, so I would like to think that if I happen to be around and my close family goes before me, that I'm going to be able to handle whatever that means to handle it. Um but like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they get hit. Right. So because you never sorrow, know what's gonna and pain happen. Is too. Right? Yeah. Um, and it and it has a purpose, mm-hmm. right? They, because that's the balance of life. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, well, we'll see. I, I I'm excited about life, mm-hmm. and I'm also excited about death because though they are one and the same, and in mm-hmm. we could have a whole conversation about the 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 um, cycle of life and death and the the balance that is incorporated into creation destruction creation destruction mm-hmm. um, so
2: as the yeah. only one in this room who is an adult orphan I commend you both for what you think you will do and when you get there I hope that you remember what you're saying now because it is very it different It is. It is. Well, it that's is. why I say everybody's and got so a plan until saying, you like, get hit I, I'm glad that you're saying what you're saying because mm-hmm. I believe that remembering what you committed to right now mm-hmm. is the thing that's going to help you when you're in your bed and you're wallowing and you're crying because mm-hmm. I allow myself to do that mm-hmm. um, so I'm, just, I'm saying that honestly as an adult orphan mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I think one of the things about that, like the whole
0: connection with loved ones who have passed, um, that always, uh, frustrates me a bit is having this belief system or understanding that, you know, people become ancestors and they transition and it's okay because they died, but you know, you can still contact them. You can still speak to them and they're always around you. And then even as a spiritualist, you know, when, when, my grandfather passed, and being like, where are you? Like, where? Like, I, you know, I can't deal with the fact that you're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, right. talk to me. You know, show me something. You know, right. staring at his picture, crying. Like, Grandpa, you know, where are you? And having to accept that all this spiritual stuff happens in divine timing as well. Mm-hmm. And then maybe my brother saw him in a dream. But why didn't you come to me, Grandpa? You know, like, right. like, right. where are you? You know, mm-hmm. how did you just disappear and? I can't access you anymore mm-hmm. and and having to at some point just accept you know, um, that no, you can't just drive to his house and go sit at his feet, you know right. you have to wait you know, for a spirit to make an appearance and you have to even hold the belief because there's a betrayal that you feel as well Yes. of feeling like, well all this ego stuff, all this ancestor stuff sounds great, but we're the heck is my grandfather right. you know mm-hmm. and so i think um it's it's a process you know it's a process and so in finally starting to hear him mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like 5 6 years later mm-hmm. you know it's like okay i held my belief like you know it, it built a strength in me like i did keep believing that eventually he would come to see me mm-hmm. and now uh, he, he has you know and uh and so it i i don't i think that It's painful, but there's still something golden about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, So, you know, to transition into our topic today, um, being able to tap into the ability to feel spirit and be guided by spirit. Um, So our, our topic is about Harriet Tubman. And... You know they have the movie out now we've seen it and people there have been a lot of discussion about the pros and cons of the movie i think it's a solid movie and it it presents um harriet tubman in a positive light uh i think the part that is useful for us to talk about is her ability to tap into spirit to guide her where she needed to go in the right time and being in the right time in the right place knowing when to turn when to stop when to go when to move that was based on I think it was a um, she had an accident uh, no not a an accident injury. A head, she was hitting the head with an axe mm-hmm. right yeah um, and began having seizures and she would have dreams and visions and so those things would guide her so we wanna talk about the impact of that and if it's possible for all of us to be able to tap into those elements of spirit to guide our actions. Um and if that actually happens for us on a daily basis. So um thoughts, what do you all? Well
2: I don't wanna be hit in the head with an axe. Exactly. <laughs> or well, the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Please don't bring me Tap like into it. it. That's <laughs> not <laughs> how I wanna do it. Um
1: And so, yeah, do you need to be, can we do it without that?
2: I believe we can. So this is one of the things that I feel is a possibility. That um, her injury may have injured a part of her brain that even inhibited the ability When it was working, she was less able to tap into spirit. Because you know, there are some things that we do that are so logical and analytical and intellectual that we aren't able to use the part of, if it's in our brain, our brain or our mind, that allows us to tap into spirit. To reach the. Because when Mm -hmm. I watch you, Zawadi, doing what you do as a trans medium, You actually, you're not injuring your brain, but it's almost like you are dying to allow something else to, or some other spirit to inhabit your body. So there's something that would probably be working if she wasn't in that trans state that's Mm. not while she's there. If, if I'm making sense. And that's a possibility. I'd also like to consider the possibility that
0: that is a Western, um, like understanding of what happened to Harriet, because we don't know for sure that she wasn't passing spirit before the head injury. And that's a very And good so, point. you know, I had a dresser fall on me. You know, people can say that I'm doing this because when I was, I think maybe seven years old, a dresser fell on me, you know, and I was so blessed. It only squished my second finger mm.
3: <laughs>
0: i have no injuries whatsoever so that's how i know I'm, I'm i'm protected um but you know with history it's always hard especially with this type of thing to know you know which came first the chicken or the egg and then right. is there logic even you know from their standpoint you know is it you know can they say oh she had a head injury so she had epilepsy you know maybe she was channeling before the head injury Mm -hmm. you know maybe the channeling was manifesting the same or maybe it was manifesting differently and the head injury caused some kind of physical you know issues to happen while she was manifesting spirit like we just don't really know when the history is written by you know western um historians Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so you know i think about the you know, scientists talk about us using only 10% of our brain yeah. capacity. Mm-hmm. And having traveled to Egypt and seeing the phenomenal structures and going through the temples and looking at the work of knowing thyself and thinking about if those ancient Egyptians were able to use a larger capacity of their brain, maybe even a hundred percent. Maybe that's the thing being able to tap into that inner power, that inner spirit that allowed them to build these phenomenal structures that line up, you know, perfectly with the equator and everything is in perfect alignment without the technology that we have. How did they do that? I wonder if they were tapping into something that, allowed them to use all of their brain capacity, all of their spirit and be guided in a similar way to what happened, um, what we see in the image of of Harriet Tubman or what we see even in some of the things that, that happened today.
0: And then even again, you know, to play, you know, the, um, what, I don't want to say what the phrase that's usually used, but a different different side side. of the coin, um, that whole analysis as well—that we don't use a hundred percent of our brain, and that we, if we used a hundred percent of our brain, we would be capable of all these amazing feats. How do we know that it's not the tapping into spirit that allows us to use, you know, do all of these wonderful sure. feats? How do we know that the spirit doesn't activate, you know, parts of the brain or parts of the spiritual psyche that gives us, you know, all of this scientific and you know, astrological and spiritual information that, um, that allows people to perform, you know, at their, at their height of their Mm -hmm, existence. mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's just, it's been really interesting for me recently because I've just been really questioning, you know, the things, the information that we get and then wondering like, is from, is this from their perspective or is this, you know, actual, um, information that, that I can use and and analyze
3: yeah
2: I um so my mother who had brain injury uh. she had seizures mm. um and one of the things that I noticed during that time there were times that she would talk about things that happened decades before hmm with the level of clarity mm. and accuracy mm. that when she wasn't in that state, she couldn't talk about it in that wow. way. Wow, so she was like in a trance. Um, mm. Or she either was using a part of her brain because we store memories mm. there. That, that, that episode activated a part of her brain that wasn't normally activated. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it is or it isn't mm-hmm. relevant, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was interesting
3: mm-hmm. that when I'm listening
2: to the conversation and even watching the movie, mm-hmm. I begin to think about that. Yeah, it's absolutely something to you Google. Know, it's, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get the facts and we Google it. <laughs> okay. It's true if it's on the internet. Right, then we have to <laughs> tap into our intuition
0: to see did the Google get the
2: right information. But I just thought that was very interesting. So, even everything happens in divine order. Maybe Mm that if she had an injury, maybe the injury was necessary to give her the ability to use her her brain, her mind, Mm -hmm. or to tap into spirit in a way that she may not have before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because um, when we look at um, the African
0: uh, traditional... Um, spiritual systems, and we look at even, you know, the sororities and fraternities that are um, African American um, based, there is always this element of discomfort, pain, even hazing, quote unquote, although I'm not advocating for that. Um, And, you know, like some kind of uncomfortable situation that you have to go through that causes you um, pain or discomfort in order for you to emerge as you know, initiated, quote unquote. And so um, that always fascinated me as well, because, you know, of course, as a intellectual, I'm like, what is that? You know, that must be from slave society. You know, why are we abusing each other? But then as a spiritualist, I do wonder whether a certain amount of pain activates something um, in our spirit that allows us to channel in a different way than we did before the pain and understanding that that pain can come from any, you know, any area of life, <laughs> not necessarily, you know, going through an initiation or, you know, that intense type of experience, but but the fact that it is part of that those traditions um sometimes I think it's really interesting.
1: Hm. It kind of makes people come into the light, uh, a rebirth so to speak, and in- Those initiatory practices, even within spiritual systems, do have that element of, um, I want to say, toughness or hardship. It's not necessarily easy. You have to do things to come out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and being able to trust the people around you to help you. Move to where you're trying to move. Mm-hmm. You have to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think that's a key part of, of the evolutionary process as it relates to that.
2: Just from watching the movie, um, I'm sensing that Harriet had a challenge with being vulnerable, mm. and if you think about the movie, it does, I I can and I can understand why that would be the case. Um, I'm sure there was a lack of trust for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that did help her in a way to allow her to even be used.
3: Mm.
2: I, I mean, I don't know, but just, you know, when you think about it, she, she was a woman who would have a challenge with vulnerability. Like We don't think of her as vulnerable. With what she did, but there had to be a level of vulnerability to be able to be guided. Like she was guided by the type of connection to spirit that told her whether to turn left or right Mm -hmm. in the moment. In the
1: moment, right, right.
2: You know, she didn't go to level, say, ah, meditate, and, you know, do all. It was in the moment. So she, Mm. and from what I feel, lived in a state of being tapped into spirit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So is it possible for us to cultivate the ability to live in that space?
0: And that's a huge agreement to make. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: To completely release. You know, we see people who have made that agreement with spirit to release every moment of every day, you know, to those messages or that force or you know um responding every time you hear a directive um and as someone who hears directives constantly um i'm, I'm gonna say that it's, that's a huge agreement to make uh, a huge like you said vulnerability or giving up of um autonomy mm. which in this american society we've been taught to value and um and it's it's fascinating to think about
1: that. Well, I don't know if if we would have to give it up. I think it I I would I would put out to consider that maybe it's a we always have choice. I think you know, all traditions talk about the free will and the ability to make choices in our lives. And so when we are truly Walking in connection With spirit or the divine Or the creator Then it's almost like We're on autopilot It's kind of like the movie The Matrix You know where he was Thinking about it And it was like oh can I do this Can I do this and then at some point He just stopped And he just was being That's why we talk about being my Just you don't You know try to live your life, you don't try, you just be. And if we in my mind, if I'm raising a child with a blank slate and I'm giving them I'm I'm teaching them, giving them values and, and I'm and I'm trying to groom them, you know, even that, I'm trying to think about my language, because we can in a sense brainwash people to be who we want them to be as opposed to provide information. I think Mm -hmm. several podcasts ago, you talked about Zawadi having the freedom to explore different things because of the way your parents allowed you to just grow as opposed to my upbringing of this is what we do in this Pentecostal household. We're the only people going to heaven and this you know, this is the way we carry carrying it. We ain't never talking about nothing else. Everything else is wrong. Right? That is a... That's going to influence me and impact the way I look at the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with classmates about that very thing, which, you know... So, I'm saying if I can teach my children in a way that allows them to be open and respect the process of their own self-development and... Allowing them to just tap into whatever direction spirit is taking them, that can be a wonderful thing to see manifest. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that can happen, but it, it takes some, some thought, uh, some consideration, and some. You have to have two, P, two parents who are on the same page as it relates to that mm-hmm. to, to create that. I think, you know, um, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about domestication. Of children Mm -hmm. and the way we domesticate people in this society. Mm -hmm. And so this would be the lack of domestication that Mm -hmm. would allow us to really be in tune with spirit.
2: How, How much a part of that do you feel is the parents themselves living that way? Yeah, because
0: when, yeah.
2: when you talk about that, I always think of, like, Jaden
0: and Willow Smith, mm-hmm. like how they're just kind of, like, free-spirited, like, flower children. <laughs> and then looking at their parents, and I don't know that family well, so I don't know if, Very right. if I'm accurate in this assessment, but um, I think that it's... Um, I mean, definitely, children learn from um, from example, yes. but I think that the, the whole method of survival in this society has so much to do with like indoctrination and um you know this whole grooming process or you know fitting into the slots you know that are available and i think even as adults you know we feel the pressure um to you know to to go with the flow in different situations and um and to you know fall into the schedule or to um you know, to 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 go with with what what society is, what the mainstream is professing, and I think that there's a constant um, pressure that you have to push against in order to follow your spirit or to feel free, even um, to to act upon the messages that you receive, you know, even down to, you know, I feel like I need to do an EBO, you know, I wanna to go to the river, you know, just to give some oranges and then, oh no, are people gonna look at me? You know, mm-hmm. are the cops gonna stop me and tell me I'm littering, right. you know, like, is this, you know, I mean, there's so many ways that social control is, is implemented in this society that sometimes I just feel like in America, It's even more of a struggle to to flow with spirit because the lifestyle doesn't really value that or even Mm -hmm. support that type of mindset. So I I feel like a lot of times children who are able to um, do have to have supportive family structures or, you know, be sort of free to um, survive, you know, as they are um, without the pressure of like having to make money or you know, having to you know finish school or fit into society because all of those things add to that whole grooming process that you were talking about, mm-hmm.
2: and, um, and watch their parents live that life,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Because they're learning by what they see, right? Mm-hmm. So if we tell them that we want them to be free and we this is what we want for them, but we're doing something totally different, mm-hmm. then we're not going to really teach them. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things you said, Zawadi, about um, not succumbing to what society feels you should or do or be. Well, watching the movie, Harriet did exactly that. She didn't conform. Right. She went totally against Mm -hmm. what she was advised to do, Mm
3: -hmm. what she
2: was recommended to do. And she did things that were not even logically, like if you right. use your intellect right. and your logic <laughs> and we analyze the distance and the terrain and the weather, She it was no way she was supposed to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But she went totally against it. Mm-hmm. So, looking at how we live, we should question everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Talking spirit. All this... How much money we should be making, and what makes you successful when it comes to money, and the house you should live in, and um, the material things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And as tapped into spirit as the three of us may be, we all still have to fight against that.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I and I think that the parallel for what you just described and what what Zawadi talked about in terms of having to be in this oppressive environment is that she was in that oppressive environment and survived. So it's possible to be in this oppressive environment and survive. Mm-hmm. Trusting into sp- trusting that spirit is going to tell you when to move, when to watch out for those crazy people over there because they're trying to get you. When to do you know I I when I think about it, I have actually had some of those experiences because mm-hmm. I was in a very, very, very nasty environment when I was working at Duke um, on the faculty over there. It was just nasty, mm-hmm. but I got guidance about who the nasty people were, what they were doing. I got, it was like I was able to sidestep all, of, all the little landmines they were setting for me. And I was like, oh, they're doing that? spirit was just manifesting in my life in such a remarkable way and I was able to get through there unscathed and I left I gave people copies of the four agreement to read <laughs> it's like I'm going to leave you with a gift because the things you're doing aren't good for you let alone good for this program just, just some nasty stuff that these folks were, were engaging in mm-hmm. um, but being able to do that on a larger scale every single day um, I want to believe it's possible to cultivate that.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: It is. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I do.
0: That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. It's absolutely possible. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, ultimately, we control, you know, our own destiny, experience, our choice, realities in mm-hmm. this in this spiritual path that we're walking. And so, and, do we, and it's about
2: intention as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you had an intention. To avoid that, you put that out there. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And the universe, spirit, whatever, responded to that Mm -hmm. and gave you what you needed. I think that has a big part in it. It's like we have to really, because it may not be that we do everything. um, You know how we like to to say things have to be done a certain way, it's in decency and in order. And Mm -hmm. I really believe that your intention Mm -hmm. outweighs Mm -hmm. the decency and the order.
1: Absolutely. Mm Absolutely.
2: And so um, there is a way that we can do it. The thing that we have to do is we have to unlearn so much Mm
3: -hmm.
2: in order to begin to learn Mm -hmm. how to manifest that.
1: Right.
2: And I think that we're already doing it too. (laughs) Like,
0: I think, you know, like everything happens on different levels and different frequencies and. You know different velocities and i think that even this podcast you know is like a testament that we're already doing it because why are we doing this you know (laughs) like like there's no other driver except spirit you know and so you know i think it's just it's just that when you start doing it you always want to do it more you know it's like you unraveled you know the the, the peel you know it, it's like it's and it's so sweet you know mm-hmm, and then it's mm-hmm. like well why isn't this you know why can't I be like Harriet you know why am I not every day every day every day right. serving my purpose and serving spirit and being tapped in and 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 it, it's happening you know right. and so mm-hmm. it, that's really fascinating too because you know <laughs> and, and and hopefully with this conversation it will happen more and more for
2: us it and will. for everyone else. this conversation is part of our manifestation Uh it Mm -hmm. is contributing to that Mm -hmm. um, because of our intentions Uh so Mm -hmm. I I do feel that Mm -hmm. I know that um, you know you talk about your experience on the faculty at Duke we all I am sure have experiences where we know spirit guided us yes Um, sometimes we've talked about it in our individual interviews and here on the podcast like where there wasn't a reason Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there wasn't a logical reason for us to do that, mm-hmm. but we knew it was what we were supposed to do. You're right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's being tapped into spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And being guided by spirit. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't feel that all of it is going to be um, going to feel good and look good and you know be like bubbles and flowers and all loving, like some of that tapping into spirit can be challenging and tough and like you're saying, some of it might be painful or Absolutely. But it's part of the process. Absolutely. It's part of our it's part of the process. That's
1: part of the balance. Mm-hmm. And so if we accept all of it, like so the logical part, if we accept that if there's balance in life, if you need light and dark, if you need sun and moon, if you need hot and cold, then you need, as Frankie Beverly would say, joy and pain, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Sunshine and rain.
1: So, from creation comes destruction, from destruction comes creation, that circle. We need to have some of that. Mm -hmm. um, Because it helps us to grow. Mm -hmm. And when I just think about all of the painful experiences in my life I have grown from them there have been times where I thought I was going to be depressed for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I was so down and out life had just knocked me upside the head sometimes my own doing Mm -hmm. um, sometimes not Mm -hmm. Uh, but here I am better, thriving, surviving growing, evolving transforming, loving life fully and I can look at those times and say, they helped make me the person that I am now. Wow. And I wouldn't change it. Wow. I'm now, in retrospect, happy to have had those experiences because they helped me to help people. Um, which is something that I really, really enjoy and doing and I'm passionate about. So at the time, I wasn't trying to, you know, really... I, I wouldn't, I didn't enjoy it then, but I appreciate it now, I guess is the way to say that. Mm,
0: yeah. um, I'm, and I'm so, I'm so grateful for this conversation because it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, you got your friends who are like, wait a minute. So you talk like a man sometimes. So are you trans? And you're like, no, it's a spirit. And they're like, that's weird. And then you got these, you know, you dating people. And they're like, uh, I don't think I want another dude talking through my woman. You know, they just bounce on you. And it's like, you know, you're trying to get a job. And they Googled you. And they saw that she was, like, talking to dead people at some conference. And so it's like, you know, it's just like, like, when you start to, like, really... You know walk in who you are and like not hide and like really you know like I'm hearing a voice and I'm gonna follow that voice you know like I'm I'm feeling this intuitively it don't make no sense but this is what I'm gonna do then it's like you said there's the dark and the light you know it's like you you it's a sacrifice and and, and a benefit you know at the Mm -hmm. same time and you know being able to accept those things and make peace with them it's not easy you know it's not easy but you you don't ever truly feel like yourself until you truly feel like yourself and mm-hmm. and that that is a that is such a process yeah. such a process
1: i think that another thing we can learn from harriet tubman is that when you are truly tapped in and trusting of spirit that you have no fear mm-hmm. that you just move
3: mm-hmm.
1: and she was fearless Mm -hmm. and that model is amazing so Mm -hmm. if I can just grasp hold on to some of that energy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that she had and when I'm faced with these types of situations realize that at the end of the day spirit got me every time I've been in a situation where I felt like how am I gonna make it out of here spirit always got me yes I've come out of some situations that I can't explain to you how I got out of them oh, shame. but spirit got me mm-hmm. but then the human element I come back and I'm facing another situation that's like oh, how am I gonna get out?
0: Man,
2: sometimes no. you look
1: back and you're like <laughs> <laughs> what was that yeah. Stay oh in that God. place of being fearless. <laughs> so
2: I never heard Harriet say it, but one of the things that um, even before I saw the movie and after seeing the movie that I want to take from it is Effa. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: And, I, and I love to say that to myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can think I'm strange mm-hmm. or weird. Don't hire me. Right. Don't do. I, I don't have to have it then. Right. Right. Don't. Because if, if me being me makes you not want to date me, hire me, be part of my life, then you're doing me a favor. F you. So with all due respect to anybody out there who may be offended, but sometimes, because just like you, I feel, um, you know, I've had some challenges Mm -hmm. in this life. Mm -hmm. And in order to get through it, there were many times that I had to not care about what someone else thought or felt about me. And if I did care, I had to not act like I cared until I didn't care
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to
2: get me to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, t- there are people now in my life who have been in my life for a while. And there was a time that they looked at me differently. Mm-hmm. And some of those people now come to me for help. Oh. You know, before right. they probably did wouldn't. Right. But, you know, I'm doing my best Mm -hmm. to allow spirit to guide me and to lead me. And even when it's uncomfortable to follow it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. F them. Down with that.
0: (laughs) We're down with you, (laughs) Harriet. That's what's up.
1: That's what's up.
0: Wow. So that, that movie, that part of the movie was very powerful. It was Just, very um,
2: powerful. It was know, very was powerful that. to see women, mm. strong women. And the movie depicted very strong women. It um, did. Um, Which I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, I was saying, <laughs> I had an experience in the salon. I mean, it's kind of on the subject, but off the subject. I have... um a European descent client.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And her appointment was tonight. And my European descent client is a cleaning lady. And we've had this conversation before, but tonight she made a comment that sometimes she feels like a slave. <laughs> so after my head turned around like a praying mantis. <laughs> because he's you know it, yes, my <laughs> head turned around because the first time she made the comment I had a two hour conversation with her and I thought that I had talked with her enough to help her to understand like you don't say that but I never said those words so the first thing I said was I'm offended and which that caught her off guard she's been my client for over 18 years Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and so there was this long conversation there were five women of African descent Mm -hmm. talking to this one European descent woman and uh, so it was really interesting but one of the things that was stated that when black women, women of African descent when we are okay when we are well and secure and protected then the entire planet will be Mm -hmm. oh
1: yeah I believe that.
2: Mm -hmm. I absolutely know that. Mm -hmm. Wow, when you think about it, first we are the mothers Mm -hmm. of of just life, but we are at the bottom of the human hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Black men are higher on the higher on the Mm -hmm. list than we are. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: White women are higher than we are. Mm -hmm. White men are. Asian whatever right so when we are okay mm-hmm. then everybody will be okay mm-hmm. and so it felt really good to see that movie and to see the um character that Chrisette Michelle is that her name played who was the house that Harriet stayed in she ended up
1: oh Janelle Monet jo-
2: that wasn't Janelle Monet that was Chrisette Michelle. <laughs> Janelle Monet trust me.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know people that well like that. But, so. Um,
2: so that w- and she was a business owner. She was born a, a free woman, right? You know, it was really empowering to see that, uh, along to... with Harriet Tubman. But mm-hmm. you lost me though. What did you tell
0: your client? <laughs> I want to know, like, was your head moving back and forth? Was you snapping your fingers? We you direct her to research European slavery and see if she thinks she's descended from that? Well, one
2: of the things, because there was a lot said, her appointment normally takes about two hours. So she, I'm the person that will cut you to the bone, (laughs) and you don't know that you're bleeding until you have bled out. (laughs) You will be on your way home, sitting in a pool of blood and you'd be like, damn. (laughs) She just cut me. So she did get it. Um, One of the first things that I wanted to know was what was her idea of what slavery was like. Mm -hmm. And she gave her account of it. Just side note, just for you to know, I had a visitor that was in the salon. um, One of the young ladies uh, in her 20s, she's mid-20s, um, that I've known her since she was a very little girl. She would come into the salon. And she just came to spend the day with me. Hmm. She recorded the conversation without any of us knowing it. And I plan on sharing it with you at hmm. some point. But um, so when she described to me what she thought slavery was like, and her kind of just ad-libbing or surmising what she said, it was kind of like, well, it's when you they treat you bad and they treat you like you're less than a person and they don't pay you what you need what you're your worth <laughs> and, and and you work really hard and people think they're better than you and you, and, and they just don't treat you right and so that kind of surmises it and so my response was if that's what you think slavery is like then every woman in this room that you're looking at is a slave because what you just described is what we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of made her sit really still. You're not being treated like a slave. You're being treated like a person of color. Mm-hmm. Being a, a white woman, you're being treated like a black woman. Mm-hmm. And during the conversation, oh, like I also asked her, would she like to trade in her whiteness? <laughs> would you like to give up your blonde hair? Because I weave in a little extra blonde to make it a little fuller. Your blonde hair and your white skin to have my skin. Well, I like a little bit of a tan, no, my client, that's not what I'm saying. Um, You can't just pick and choose whether or not you want to give up your whiteness. Your whiteness needs to be given up in your skin and your hair and you be treated the way in which we are treated. Then she said, well, I don't want to give up the blonde hair. <laughs> and, <laughs> look. Stop. Do your, right, you, right, you're I said, that's <laughs> her heart. And she finally said, no, she would not want to be treated any worse than she's being treated now. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you would. Is mm-hmm. what I so we had this long conversation. But she continues to, to make that statement to insult you because there's something about that interchange that she likes. Evidently. So the first time that she made the statement, I didn't say you're insulting me. This time, I clearly said it. So at the end of the conversation, she said to me, we'll see if if it's true. I will never say that again. Mm -hmm. And I am so sorry for what I said. And for what you deal with, mm-hmm. and I told her thank you. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't fix anything, mm-hmm. but I was glad that she heard me enough. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, "Well, I don't believe that she's not gonna say it again. She's gonna. <laughs> I believe she's gonna say it again." And I'm saying today, I think we should jump for when she gets in the parking lot. <laughs> no way, not at all. That if she ever says it again, that she will never say it again in front of you in my business because mm-hmm. I will not do her hair mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I will finish her hair that day that she says it mm-hmm. and I will not ever give her a return appointment. And that is to me another
0: example of the chiseling, you know? Like like that spirit puts these people in your space for you to have the conversation, for them to have the conversation um because that chiseling has to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And hopefully this woman
2: um, accepts the chiseling and starts to be, you know, changed from, hope so. from that day forward. I hope so. I, one of the um, young people was there, the one that is my niece, um, said, Well, why do you do her hair? Why don't you stop doing her hair? Mm-hmm. And she said, That's what you would tell me, Auntie. And mm-hmm. then everybody was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Well, let me think about that. Well, in a lot of ways, feels really good to say exactly what I want to say, the way I want to say it, and tongue lash someone (laughs) and nothing happens. I can't be fired, Mm -hmm. none of that. Mm -hmm. And if you do fire me, which means not come back, I'm good Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: it's not even a service that I really offer, but because you've been coming for 18 years, Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to service you. Mm-hmm. I said, so it feels good. Mm-hmm. I I I get to release something like in my home. I normally don't ever have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I it's something I don't deal with. Mm-hmm. You two probably deal with it more than I do. And mm-hmm. Anthony, you are like your practice is African central. Like you don't have a whole like it's. Unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. But you still deal with it in a way that I never have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So in some ways I'm getting something mm-hmm. by being able to have that conversation and say what it is I want to say. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Spirit put her there. Absolutely. In following Spirit's direction. So that was just interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, we that's our next podcast, Spirit <laughs> and Color. <laughs> <laughs> spirit and the impact and um, cultural groups I guess so mm, that's a lot of yeah we got we got some stuff to talk about mm-hmm. um, alright uh, so let's wrap it up here um, any final thoughts on this I think this has been a great conversation mm-hmm. hopefully it's challenging folks to think about their own ability to tap in and be able to be guided and allow int- intuition to help them along their path. Um, closing thoughts?
0: I'm down with you, Harriet. F
2: them. <laughs> F <'em>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's coming out of this. Yes, yeah. that's one of the things that's coming out of it. Okay. Um, don't be afraid to go against the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, even challenge yourself to look at what you value, what you think is important Mm. and is it really important when you're talking about spirit
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: understanding
0: that the process is happening, the fact that you're listening right now is part of the process, you have taken the pill, accept the pill (laughs) (laughs) you are tapped into spirit and you love it
1: (laughs) And, and keep asking those questions that the questions Ask, continue to ask questions. Don't stop. There's always another level to go to. Um, so, you know, as always, we are very grateful that you take the time to listen and to engage with us in this way. Uh, we are working on our social media game. So we want to invite you to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Tapping Spirit. T-A-P-P-I-N-G Spirit. And, you know, leave us comments, questions, uh, feedback about uh, the topic and things that you think we could do better. We're also going to be adding this as a YouTube channel. And so we'll want you to subscribe and definitely follow us there so that we can um, get our numbers up and be solid. And we are very, very... Grateful for this opportunity to be presenting this information. Ashe. Ashe. Yes. Um, social media stuff, Zawadi?
0: Um, so I have a group reading on August the 8th, which is about knowing thyself. And so my website is www.higherassistance.com, and you can um, log in and, and see the things that are going on. And we also have a special this month um, of... Uh, Gift readings that you can buy for um, people who have not experienced our readings before at a reduced rate. So check it out.
1: Okay. Anything for you, Glenda? No. You good? I'm good. All right. You can also follow me on my psychology site at Heart Mind Healer on Twitter or my website, net Thank you very much, and we'll look forward to talking with you the next time.
0: talking about spirit.
1: So in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive, and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit.
0: I was obviously too blind and probably too weak, to see who was responsible for my losing streak.